Hi everyone, my name is Kyla. Welcome to my channel where I talk about the stock market and the economy amongst other things. This is the Everything That You Need to Know series. These are 10 minute primers about everything that you need to know about different topics. If you want to go ahead and hit subscribe, that would be a high five in the metaverse. Today, we're going to be talking about Elon Musk and Tesla, more so around who Elon Musk is, and then also what's happened recently in the markets and kind of how Tesla has become its own religion. First, I'm going to talk about the memification of Musk, and then I'm going to talk about like more of the structural aspect of what we're seeing in the market and how the memes are supported by actual like fundamental things. Elon grew up in South Africa. His parents got a divorce. He ended up moving to Canada for university. All throughout his childhood, he was very involved in technology. He built a game, sold that game to PC and office technology magazine and then in Canada he figured he wanted to get into the United States right then ended up transferring to University of Pennsylvania which he graduated from with a degree in economics and physics and then he made his way over to Silicon Valley and he worked for a couple different research institutes and then got into a PhD program at Stanford like all the great founders he dropped out of his PhD program decided to do the internet boom cycle because the internet was booming at that time. He co-founded a company called Zip2 with his brother, Kimball Musk, and they built that up, sold it for $307 million four years later. He started off in a pretty wealthy family, got really wealthy pretty early in life from building an internet company. Then he built X.com, which was a financial services and email payment company. That ended up merging with Cofinity to produce PayPal, which is one of the biggest companies in the world now. That's where we kind of saw Musk's leadership style emerge because him and Teal and the board went back and forth on who was going to be a leader and who was going to stay. Obviously, Teal ended up winning that battle, but Musk still got a pretty big payout from the eBay acquisition and received over $100 million from that. Then he founded SpaceX. SpaceX preceded Tesla. Tesla was founded by two guys, Martin and Mark. Musk led the Series A became a majority shareholder, invested 6.5 million, became chairman of the board, and just sort of like nosied his way in, into the CEO position, got rid of the two founders, and Musk has been in charge ever since. He has obviously gotten in trouble with the SEC before from tweeting that he was going to take Tesla private at $420 per share. Also, the different things that he said about people, his tweets have definitely incited a lot of rage against him. He also founded Solar City, which ended up getting acquired by Tesla, which is a great way to spin your own flywheel. He co-founded Neuralink, a human brain startup. He's going to put Fitbits in our skull. <laughs> He also founded the Boring Company to construct different tunnels. Musk has a lot of controversy. He has done a lot of different things. He has the Hyperloop. He has OpenAI. He has been on a podcast where he was smoking, you know, but nobody knows if he was actually smoking the, you know, but it, it's enough to incite conversations. Most CEOs don't go on Twitter. They don't get into Twitter beefs with other CEOs, with sitting U.S. senators, which he, he tends to do. And he's also the richest man in the world. So obviously he's going to have a little bit of a magnifying glass on all the stuff that he does. That's kind of the background on Elon, the background on Tesla. They wanted to build a car manufacturer that's also a technology company. So if you've ever been inside a Tesla, that's definitely what it feels like with the, you know, big iPad screen. And they wanted to really, think about EVs? How do you think about a battery? How do you think about computer software? How do you think about a motor? And how does it all tie together into, into this car? Tesla itself is a little bit controversial. I have a whole piece on 
what Tesla does and how they can be valued. Tesla does a lot of different things. You can think of them as an auto company, as a hardware and software company, as an energy company, because they have cars, trucks, semis, they have Tesla service, they have seats, they have infotainment, they have the FSD chip, they have Dojo, Autopilot, Vision Tech, Insurance, App Store, all this stuff is in beta, but they're building out a lot of different things. They also have superchargers within their energy section. They have a power wall, they have grid services, they have batteries. So there are a few companies rolled into one. They are able to do a lot of different things because of that, but they're also not meeting a lot of goals because of that. And the whole thing with Elon and sort of like what he has accomplished with Tesla is he's put them way above the legacy automakers in the eyes of people. So a lot of people are like, oh no, I'm going to get a Tesla. That's the only uh, like a EV car I'm ever going to buy. Even though Ford, Mercedes, Porsche most recently have all come out with their own electric vehicles that have sold really well, but they've been able to get the support of Kathy Wood. So that's led to a lot of inflows because she gave them a $3,000 price target. Their whole valuation model is a little bit wacky. They're trading at a huge PE ratio. And so getting into the idea of like what all this means, right? There's a quote by a philosopher named Hannah Arendt that says, the need of reason is not inspired by the quest for truth, but by the quest for meaning and truth and meaning are not the same. Getting into this idea of truth and meaning, a lot of times people are like, oh, companies and people, they need to prescribe to this certain sort of standard because it's the truth and the truth is meaning. And we oftentimes conflate those two things and get them confused. But with Tesla and Elon Musk, their truth and meaning are not the same thing. So life is pretty absurd, right? Like right now, if you look around, the markets are absurd. Uh, the tails of the distribution are becoming more and more chaotic and the shape of the curve is becoming more and more bimodal. So we're seeing less and less average events and more and more like extreme events like like what happened on Twitter this weekend with Elon. It's really hard to keep up with everything and to attach meaning to what is happening because oftentimes it feels like there isn't meaning, like maybe none of this even matters at all. We tend to rationalize and we tend to seek meaning and we don't really reconcile like this pure capital T truth to everything that we do. Meaning itself is so much more fluid, it's so much more subjective, and it's almost meaningless to seek meaning because we are going to attach meaning to things based our, on our own five senses within our own physical environment. So my meaning is going to be different than your meaning and to try and even begin to compare the two is a flawed task. I think that's kind of where Tesla and Elon Musk sit, is they sit in this intersection of meaning and truth. So people are like, there has to be a certain truth about Tesla, but there isn't. There's not any truth about Tesla because he is able to construct his own meaning and push that off to us. What does this have to do with Elon Musk? The Elon situation is really simple because he is Grandmaster Elon, of course. I think that the broad Tesla equation boils down into Tesla stock go up, equals meme musk, which is compounded by market dynamics plus techno optimism. Meme musk is a functioning of marketing plus fervor plus fans plus game. If I pronounce words wrong, please forgive me. Market dynamics are going to be options, market structure plus passive flows plus Elon's compensation plan. And then techno optimism is going to be failed leadership and hope for the future. With the religion of the meme, we see this a lot with GME and AMC. It's it's still trending. Like even after the short squeeze, it's like AMC army, AMC strong, AMC to the moon. And there's really no difference between what we're seeing with this and a cult. And I know that's like a lot and it's it's not great to you know call people a cult, but a cult in definition is a social group that is defined by unusual religious, spiritual, 
or philosophical beliefs or by its common interest in a particular personality object or goal. And so Tesla falls a little bit into this category too, because there is this religious energy around Tesla and Elon in the world that he's built because the meme complex is so strong. And Musk really plays into this really well. He knows how to be a meme. He is a meme as a person and he's entertaining, right? Like as he himself said, the most entertaining outcome is the most likely outcome. So he's going to make himself as entertaining as possible in order to, to make himself the most likely outcome, right? And he's manifested billions and billions of dollars through being this Lord Edge figure. So Elon's always been memeing, even with his first company, Zip2, the company that he started with his brother. It says, according to the Startup Playbook, a book written about founders, he was able to persuade the board of directors to abandon plans for a merger with City Search. He's always been able to get his foot in the door. Elon has a zero marketing budget for Tesla because he is the marketing vector and he's incentivized to be a very, very good marketing vector. But this is really interesting, right? Because he gives off very normie guy vibes. Elon's just like me. So people really like to align themselves with people that they think are funny or they, they want to emulate. Elon has created a whole marketing structure around Tesla, but it's like, check me out. I'm out here doing the stuff for the people. And so I think there's a lot of different dimensions to how he markets. And then there's also the, the religious aspect to him. He, he knows how to get people talking. You know, a Twitter poll that he released this weekend deciding what to do with $20 billion, which is more money than like 99% of the population will ever see in their entire lives, is something to talk about, right? Like people are going to want to talk about this guy that's allocating 20, allocating $20 billion based on this Twitter poll. Clarify what, why I'm using air quotes uh, there. In, in quotes here, imply irony and or skepticism. I I say it with skepticism that he already knew what he was going to do with the 20 billion. He already knew he had to sell. And I'll talk about why he knew that he had to sell. All of this was a big stunt, a big stunt. He's stunting on us. Then the fans, when he tweeted about taking Tesla private at 420 <laughs> and the stock's now at like 1200 for, for context on that, he said that he would ensure prosperity in any scenario for the Tesla holders. He has fans and the fans think that he cares about them. That's huge for any company. If your customers love you, um, you're Teflon or Telon in this example. People broadly think that him like tweeting about selling 20 billion of his own stock, like that's so gangster, dude, like that's so freaking crazy. Look at this guy. He's defying the governmental structure. He's defying the hierarchy, but that's like not quite it conflating that he's somehow threatening the government unrealized capital tax gains thing that they're trying to push through by saying that he's going to sell his stock is just flawed it's just flawed reasoning like he elon is going to cause the entire stock market to crash because he's threatening to sell 20 billion of his stock and people are like he's creating a buying opportunity for us while also bringing the short sellers to their knees so there's just a lot of conflation with the things that he does and the fight for the broader good. Elon is very, very good at playing the game. He's very good at making other people play the game alongside him. You have to keep up, but nobody can keep up with him because he pushes the envelope so freaking hard. You can't compete with like some of the stuff that he does. So there is a sitting senator called Ron Wyden, um, and he tweeted out about like the whole poll thing, and he was like, whether or not the world's wealthiest man pays any taxes at all shouldn't depend on the results of a Twitter poll. It's time for the billionaire's income tax. And Elon says, why does your profile pic look like you just came? And what is Ron Wyden going to respond? <laughs> like, what do you even say to something like that? He's played around with the SEC before. He obviously knows how they work. 
the SEC is totally uninterested in, in regulating him, apparently. So getting into like kind of the dynamics of this market and with Tesla as a stock. So there's a few structural components behind the Tesla meme market phenomenon. There's passive flows. So I wrote a little bit about this in the Volmageddon piece with Simplify that I did a few weeks ago. The main thing here is that Vanguard, Fidelity, all these big passive players are going to keep on buying up Tesla stock because they literally have to. That ultimately gives the stock a floor because they don't come in say like oh we think twelve hundred dollars is too expensive like don't don't we don't want it they're like nope we'll we'll take it all you know two thousand dollars three thousand dollars a share we have to buy it we're passive tesla directly benefits from these 401k accounts that are just gobbling up the s p 500 because tesla is now the sixth largest company in the s p 500 and could easily i mean i don't know i don't like making bets but i could see them becoming top three as long as the guy doesn't crash his own stock within the next year yeah and then there's the options market structure so this is a little bit technical and chris did a really great job from Moon Tower Meta explaining the underlying mechanics of the Tesla options market. Highly suggest that you go read it. A quick aside, have a piece with Chris that I'm going to release very soon. He's great. There's also many key points to apply why Tesla goes up the way that it does. So everyone is YOLOing calls on Tesla. They're like, yeah, to the moon, to the freaking moon, my guy. And Chris writes, even if call options are the right expression of a bullish bet on a liquidity spiral, you still need to estimate what the options should be worth. But people are just buying them up. They're just gobbling up. They're like calls, calls, calls. And that ends up pushing the share price up because you have this upward pressure on the stock price because of that, the call option buying results then inflows only so inflows are a really big driver behind the whole whole market right now definitely behind the crypto market as chris writes the buyers of these options need to win for them to win either the sellers of the options need to lose or the folks selling tesla shares need to lose which is another way of saying the stock needs to continue to go up so the stock requires more inflows or the options need to be systematically too cheap that doesn't happen market makers are not going to make options too cheap like they're quick to figure stuff out for as much flack as people give the market like there is a structural integrity to how this stuff is priced on the option side the stock requires more inflows at the end of the day and then how does it require more inflows entertainment value income to find new people to fomo into it requires more premium thrown away the only way to maintain the squeeze forever cleanly is through straight delta if done via options you need path and disposable entertainment value income so you need people to keep on getting money you need those stimulus checks for example and so to make it all work it requires people to continue to yolo calls to expect the share price to continue to increase and for there to be enough money for all of this to continue to work so as chris concludes this is pretty unsustainable we could see a little bit of pressure because of just how the market structure is working and, and tesla could you know tesla could explode in terms of volatility to being a very very big stock but yeah the options market is a little bit wacky with regards to tesla then there's also Musk's focus on vesting. So he has $27.4 billion in options expiring in nine months, require a total of $15 billion in cash to execute upon. 140-ish million of that is just going to be to exercise those options. The other $14.5 billion is going to be taxes. So he had his 2012 stock compensation plan where he has 22 million shares that can be exercised at the share price of $624 before August 13th, 2022. With the stock trading at, you know, $1,200, he's going to want to capture that $28 
billion dollar upside. Like, why wouldn't you? He's receiving all this money because he has met his goals as CEO. He's achieved the market cap goal. He's achieved the car sales goal. Incentives, right? Like there's an incentive to go be a meme lord on Twitter in order to get your 2012 stock compensation plan. It's all incentives. So now he has to find $143 million to execute the options, another $14.5 billion in order to pay his 54%-ish tax rate on that $28 billion in income, which will likely happen over the next two quarters because this is the kicker. He has to file when he's going to sell shares. So my guy has already probably filed to sell shares. The SEC probably knows that this is going to happen. He only released a Twitter poll because he wanted to get people behind the fact that he was going to be selling quite a bit of tesla stock to pay tax it's it's all a game right and this is gonna happen again so he got 101.3 million stock options on 12 milestone based tranches for his 2018 ceo performance award for this one tesla's market cap will have to get to 650 billion already been doing that and of course the incentives so with the market dynamics part of the tesla equation there's this perfect storm continuous passive inflows a weird options market and a compensation plan that literally incentivizes elon musk to make stock go up the way that he's going to hedge against anybody getting mad at him for selling his stock is by doing a big Twitter poll and being like, I'm doing it for the people. They told me to sell my stock. You can't get mad at me. I'm responding to a poll, my friend. Like, you can't get mad at me. Then I think another thing with just like that compounds the whole Tesla Elon equation is this idea of techno optimism. Elon feels like the leader of a last great hope. And a lot of our discourse outside of crypto, at least, is around what we can't do because of regulation, because whatever. And he kind of breaks those barriers down because we crave an element of hope. Elon has done a really great job at getting people aligned to his mission, you know, sending people to Mars, building a tunnel underneath the ground, sticking stuff into our brain. People are like, yeah, dude, like this is it. This is awesome. Like you're, you're literally the coolest guy ever. The real world can be a bummer sometimes. And Elon is kind of like, yeah, you know, we can have a better world. Hang out with me and, and we can do it together. There's also a broad lack of leadership right now. So if you look at anybody who is doing work recently at a political level, it's kind of like, do you even care about anybody but yourself anymore? And Elon has done a really good job at aligning himself with the everyday person. And so people vibe with that. Finally, the wolves and Yellowstone. What does all this mean? I think that there's an element of calibration that meme markets require. And I, obviously, read into every situation way too deeply. I'm way too into philosophy. It's a problem. As Albert Camus writes, accepting the absurdity of everything around us is one step, a necessary experience. It should not become a dead end. It arouses a revolt that can become fruitful. An analysis of the idea of revolt could help us to discover ideas capable of restoring a relative meaning to existence, although a meaning that would always be in danger. So getting back to that idea of truth versus meaning, Elon and Tesla sit right in the middle of that curve. I, I just think Elon, you know, at the end of the day, he's just having fun too. Like, why wouldn't you troll millions of people if you could? A lot of what people do kind of boils down into why not, you know, like why not? Elon might be playing chess. He might just be trolling. He's probably just trolling. He changed his name to Lord Edge and he says that he lives in Trollheim. But Elon is kind of like a wolf in Yellowstone Park. There used to be a lot of wolves in Yellowstone, but then people started killing them. The elk population began to rise because the wolves weren't killing the elk. The park fell apart because the elk were eating everything. And then the park tried to kill the elk, but that didn't work. And then coyotes came and then they killed the antelopes. They had to bring the wolves back eventually. 
because population control is the easiest when done through methods that nature has designed, right? Guy Edmani made a really com interesting comparison to short sellers and wolves. We kind of need to have these trolls, these Elon Musks, to make the markets move right now, or else this meme facade cannot keep up. If Elon is in the market, maybe the bull run would stop because people would be like, I'm not interested, no more inflows. So this really isn't about him playing chess, you know, this is about the entire chessboard being supported by these different variables, by these different wolves in the market. And if one piece falls, the entire board gets wiped. And I know the irony of me talking about Elon, giving him the attention. I, I do think that there he is sort of a broader chess piece in the bigger chess piece of what the heck is going on right now. Everything that you need to know about Elon and Tesla I really hope that was helpful. I guess like a one minute recap, Elon and Tesla exist within the broader meme market structure and they are a core chess piece in the entire game that we're playing right now. And he himself is very important to keeping the game alive. I will be back tomorrow with a piece on digital infrastructure so we can talk about cell phone towers. But yeah, thanks so much for hanging out. Thanks so much for spending time with me. If you want to go ahead and hit subscribe, that would be a high five in the metaverse. Yep. <laughs> Okay, bye.